Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably been hearing a lot about the stock market lately. Millions of people are beginning to invest for the first time ever. And we're realizing that the financial system should be built to work for us. That's why Robinhood is creating real human education resources, truly digestible financial news, and a platform that lets you invest in your own way, on your own terms. The next generation of investors is already here, and it includes you. Robinhood. Investing is risky. Robinhood Financial, LLC. Good morning on this sunny Sunday morning. For those of you that have gotten out of bed, well, you know how nippy it is outside. That chill in the air. It's not summer, baby. It's fall. And I know officially I don't think summer comes until later this week. But for those of you that are still in bed, snuggle in. But make sure, because I can see you through the mic, you have your covers uh, and over. But I'm telling you, it's going to be a nice fall day. Take a ride with the family somewhere. Go apple picking. Take a walk. Do something today. Enjoy your family. I can't stress that enough. And I'm hoping you put all that off for another hour so that I can help get you pointed in the right direction, financially speaking, of course. Our phone numbers today. Any questions, folks? There's not a silly question to ask. That I can assure you. Any question you have, give us a call. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-825-5949. I would love to answer your question. Zach Harris, my long-term, long-time producer, would love to talk to you as well. He's a great guy. So give us a call. The phone lines are open. 1-800-825-5949. Today I'm going to church. So much to be thankful for. Later on in the show, I'll I'll share with you my visit. I talked a little bit about it yesterday. I, Sean Davis, the 11-year-old, innocent, beautiful boy that was taken away from us way too early, senseless killing, shoot-by, drive-by shooting um, in Troy. And I've had the opportunity of helping out the family personally, and I've started a GoFundMe page, a safe place, because so many people have wanted to do the same. I mean, I think this brings a community together. If this doesn't bring a community together, I'm not sure what can. This little boy, this, you know, the more I learn about this little boy, I I, um, spoke to the superintendent of Lansingburg Schools, Dr. Antonio um, Adabili, and um, better known as Tinny to the kids, I guess. Um, And he said this young boy really had all that it takes. And one of my high school classmates actually taught this young boy and said the same thing. You know, he, he really, he was going places. So he was taken away from us way too soon. And I'm, I'm trying my best to help them. So I'll talk more about that in the second half of the show. Yesterday, we had a great, great program. A lot of calls, a lot of good questions. And that's that's why I'm here. You know, people ask me, how come you you, you do that show every week? And now not only, only am I doing it every weekend, I'm doing it on Saturdays and Sundays. And it's because it's my little way of giving back to the community, helping those of you that that have a 
few dollars you want to invest maybe you have a rogue advisor selling you annuities or b-share mutual funds or just not giving you prudent advice why because they're not fiduciaries we are a fiduciary all we care about is what's right for our clients so this is my little way of giving back and i do believe in giving back giving back to me feels good the community's been good to me so if i can help you with any questions financially speaking please when i used to bartend i could help you with other questions but um i'm not bartending anymore it's been since since the late 70s um i gave that gig up but um financially speaking that's my for the last 30 years that's what i can help you with now 1-800-TALK-WGY 1-800-825-5949 let's kick off the show with david in utica hello david hello steve good morning um good I'm morning to wondering you. Um, it's a very nice morning. It's nice to hear you on this beautiful Sunday morning. <laughs> well, thank um, you. Other than the um, S&P 500 and QQQ ETF, what other ETFs do you like? Oh, I like a lot of ETFs. I'll tell you what I like, though, um, right now more than anything in our portfolios is what we call our equal weighted ETFs. I talked a little bit about it yesterday, David, where... The top 10 performing stocks, now there's 3,300 performing stocks in the NASDAQ Composite Index. And when you buy QQQ, you're literally buying the top 100 of those 3,300 stocks. 10 of them, 10 of the top performers actually accounted for 90% of NASDAQ's return. Now let's shift to the S&P 500 index. In the S&P 500 index, when you look at the S&P 500 index, you have five companies representing almost 25% of the weighting. Now remember, there's 505 companies in the S&P 500 index. So now you have literally five companies making up 25% of the weighting. And that's why I've been saying one of two things has to happen, not to repeat myself from yesterday, but either the, the, those, those top performing stocks, the big babies, the dogs, the top dogs, you know, in the kennel, they either have to kind of step back, which we're seeing. You know, when you look at Apple, Apple's off 22% from its high. Amazon, Facebook, all down about 5% this week alone. Apple was down 4% this week alone google down four percent just this week alone so all of a sudden those those top dogs are kind of coming back a little bit and one of two things has to happen either the rest of the market has to kind of you know step up and meet those top dogs or the top dogs have to come back everything reverts to the mean and this is what's happening. I think this is why you're seeing some volatility, mostly with those big-name stocks. This week alone, when you think about this week alone, the S&P 500 index this week alone was down, oh, it was down, you know, about 0.6%. If you look at the equal-weighted index, so in the S&P 500 index, just to give you an idea, the top holdings, you know, the top 10 holdings account for right now about 28% of the of the portfolio. So in the S&P, Apple represents 6.5%, Microsoft, 5, almost 6%, Amazon, 5%, Facebook, 
2.5%, Google 3% or more. Um, so you get an idea. In the equal weighted, those everybody's weighted the same way. So they take that market cap weighting and they spread it out. So in the equal weighted, everybody has just a smidgen of, um, you know, they're basically 0.24% of the portfolio. So to answer your question a long way around it, I like these equal weight. The one we use is the Goldman Sachs Equal Weight U.S. Large Cap ETF. The symbol, if you're interested, is G as in George, my grandson's name, S as in Steve, E-W, G-S-E-W. And we also complement it with the S&P Technology Equal Weight for the same reasons. You know, in NASDAQ, heck, Apple represents, you know, right now Apple represents about 4% of, of, of the portfolio in, in NASDAQ, 14% of the portfolio in NASDAQ, whereas in the equal weight, it only represents about 0.65%. So what you're doing is you're getting access to so many other great technology companies. Um, and that symbol is RYT and it's equal weight technology. And we use both of those in our portfolios. So that's what I like right now. I like those equal weights for the reasons that I give out. And we own about 16% of our, if you kind of separate our stock weightings, 16% is divided between both of those equal weights. That's, that's the secret recipe for us and one of the reasons why I think our portfolios are doing so well. David, great question. I thank you for asking it. Stay healthy, and I hope Utica is as sunny as historic downtown Troy. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Josh from Troy, historic downtown Troy. Josh, how are you today? Steve, I'm doing very well. And yourself? I'm doing great, but every day I get out of bed, Josh, I feel great. Fantastic. I have a quick question. So um, outside of my wife and I, we have uh, traditional tax advantaged accounts, and that's where a bulk of our long term holdings uh, get invested in. Um, and, and, and those they're, they're very, you know, boring, which is good, but boring, you know, uh, basic accounts. Outside of that, we have um, some tax uh, taxable brokerage accounts. Now, probably about 70 to 75 percent of our holdings are very much just broad-based total stock market funds um, and then um, a small sliver of bonds just to uh, just to balance out that allocation. But then we also have a, a portion, probably about 25, maybe 30 percent, that are still broad-based uh, ETFs, but they're focused more on dividend growth and yield. And one of the questions that I had for you today is while taxes don't necessarily give me the warm and fuzzies, I'm also not sure if I feel that, you know, completely uh, avoiding taxes, obviously on capital gains, is necessarily our best option. You know, I'm not entirely concerned with, uh, you know, if I'm getting income throughout the year, uh, I'm not overly concerned about necessarily paying the tax on that because at the end of the day, it's still more income uh, that then gets 
you know, reinvested into our holdings. And so just wondering your thoughts on, um, you know, holding dividend-paying uh, uh, funds in a taxable brokerage account. Yeah, well, you know, we would probably tell you that it's better to hold those holdings in your tax-free accounts, your retirement accounts, because you're going to be paying taxes on those dividends. And listen, whenever you can avoid paying taxes, that means your money gets to grow longer in a more tax-efficient way, tax-deferred, let's say. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, um, not paying taxes. And if you can set up your portfolio in the right way, we would probably say, hey, Josh, put those put those dividend-paying holdings in your IRAs. Put those bond holdings in your IRAs, although right now bonds aren't really paying a whole lot. But, you know, someday they will. And the Fed kind of came out and said, it's not going to be tomorrow. It's going to be after 2023. We, we have three years of low interest rates, which means that, for me, the best performing asset classes, as far as I'm concerned, um, Josh, are, are, are stocks. I love stocks, and you do as well, um, and, and, and that's, a, that's, that's not a bad thing. So I'm just going to give you a couple statistics here. Since the bottom of the market back in, you know, March 9th of, of 2009, that's when the market bottomed out. And when you think about, it seems like so long ago, if you look at the, at the NASDAQ composite as a whole, it's up 800%. If you look at the equal weight NASDAQ, you know, those those top, let's say, technology companies that I just talked to David about, those equal weight holdings, that's up 625%. The market as a whole is up 315%. Now, when you look at your, you know, and I just took one of the dividend-paying holdings we use. We use the Vanguard dividend appreciation. That's up, you know, just about almost, you know, let's let's say 270% since the bottom of the market after the Great Recession. And if you look at the bond index, same time period, up 17%. Now, long term, I'll advocate stocks to anybody who will listen to me as long as you understand the volatility that comes with it. And we like dividend-paying stocks, although right now I think we're more keyed into these equal-weighted holdings for all the reasons that I've been talking about for the past few weeks. So that's my take on it. You know, I, I, I love those dividend-paying stocks. But remember, sometimes, sometimes investors buy stocks because they pay a high dividend, and I try to re remind them. Just because it has a high dividend doesn't mean that it's a good holding. Sometimes stocks are cheap for a reason. You know, when you look at the company Dow, 6% dividend, but it's down 8% year to date. How about ExxonMobil? Almost a 10% dividend yield right now, but it's down 47% year to date. Let's go to a big technology company, IBM. 5.3% dividend, but it's down almost 9% year-to-date. I can go on and on and on. Chevron, six, almost 7% dividend yield, down 35% year-to-date. 
Pfizer, let's move off the energy. Let's get into healthcare. 4.15% dividend down 7% year to date. 3M, great company, right? Making masks left and right. Three and a half, almost 4% dividend down 4%. I mean, I can go on and on and on why some companies pay dividends, but don't buy a company just because of the high dividend. And I know you know this. Do your homework, buy an ETF, understand the stocks that are in it, um, and that's the way to go. Josh, I hope that helps. Someday you're going to have to bring that portfolio of yours in here, man. You keep teasing me every week about you own this, you own that. You need a guy like me. Hey, Josh, stay healthy. Always good to talk to you and help keep downtown Troy, historic downtown Troy, in a, in a good light. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. Yeah, you hear me talk about all the time how how you really shouldn't be investing in, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, in, in individual stocks. You know, if you want to play with a couple stocks, I'm, I'm okay with that. There's nothing wrong with playing with a couple stocks, but I just gave you a handful or more of stocks paying some really handsome dividends. But, you know, they're, they're, you'd be losing your shirt off your back. I mean, you're, you'd be losing money more more than, than not. You know, when you think the S&P 500 index year-to-date is up about 3%, the NASDAQ composite up 20% year-to-date, and when you buy the QQQs, the triple Qs, I love the Qs, up 25% year to date. So those are ETFs. We manage almost $700 million, folks. And we're not buying and selling individual stocks. It's a fool's game. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a stock here or there. I'm an Apple fan. In my personal account, I'm going to disclose I own a little bit of Apple. I think it's one of the greatest companies in the world, and it's down 23% from the high. It might be a buying opportunity. I don't know. But it's a great company, great products, loyal, loyal, loyalty, like there's no tomorrow. I mean, am I buying the new watch? Yes. When the iPad comes out, I'll be buying the iPad, and when the iPhone comes out, I'll be buying that too. I'm probably as loyal of an Apple customer as there is. The only thing I don't buy are the Mac computers. But only because our business, you know, runs on, on the Microsoft platforms and they don't really talk to each other. But I, I can almost run my business from my iPad. I'm, I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's scary. But I like technology and Apple has that. So, so you know, Buying and selling stocks, I haven't given out this statistic, but 65 to 85% of the time, those stock jocks, those advisors that are buying and selling stocks, those mutual funds that are buying and selling stocks, 65 to 85% of the time, they cannot, cannot outperform their respective benchmark. And most of them are measured against the S&P 500 index. So this VIG, the Vanguard Dividend Appreciation ETF that we use. You know, it's a good, good um, ETF. It, 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 it holds U.S. companies that have increased their annual dividends for 10 or more consecutive years, year in, year out. And when you look at the 
holdings of this, you know, the, the sectors, most of it is 20% of it is consumer cyclicals. And we like consumer cyclicals. Remember, going back to those equal weighted ETFs, this ETF, when the economy gets better, those cyclicals type companies are going to do well. So 20% of this is cyclical. 18% is technology, 17% is industrial, 16% is healthcare. What's wrong with that? The top holdings, Microsoft, Walmart, Procter & Gamble, Johnson & Johnson, Visa, Home Depot, United Health, Walt Disney, Comcast, Pepsi. Those 10 holdings account for 36% of that ETF. So, you know, if you want a nice dividend paying stock, as I said, or holding, don't buy a stock. You may get one of those dogs that you can lose your shirt on. Buy an ETF that has a nice basket of stocks. This this particular holding owns, oh God, almost um, 200 stocks. So obviously you're spreading the risk, but the top 10 holdings account for 30, 36, 37%. That's how we manage money. We do a good job. We do a very good job. I always say our clients go to the cocktail party on Saturday night with their friends, although during COVID-19, it'll be a Zoom party. And they're not bragging that they own this stock, that stock, although they own all those stocks. They just don't own them individually. So our top holdings are pretty solid. When you add up the weightings of all the ETFs that we have in our portfolio, our clients are taking on less risk. The returns are stellar. And we feel that that it's a much better portfolio. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. Any questions you have, folks, give me a call. I would love to talk to you. Love, love, love to talk to you. Um, so, you know, Friday was a bad day. Friday, bad, bad day. You know, the markets actually looked pretty good this week. Um, but then all of a sudden, Friday came along and it wiped the week's positive um, returns away. I think the market was down almost 1% on, on Friday alone. Um, you know, basically a lot of volatility, a lot of volatility. You know, we're, um, we're watching these tech um, companies, those big dogs, the Apple, Google, you know, Alphabet. Facebook, they all are letting a little bit of air out, and that's okay. Don't don't run for the hills. That's okay. A caller yesterday asked, should he be selling his Nasdaq? He got in at the high, and I've been I've been kind of disclosing over the last several weeks that you know be careful about investing in Nasdaq. Don't invest in it because it's such a great performer this year. Wait, you'll get. You'll get a good opportunity to get in, and you know it's down. It's 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 corrected itself again, 10%. Some of these holdings are down even more. We got Mike and Delmar, but Mike, I'm going to ask you to hold. We're going to take a quick break for the news. The phone lines are open. Call me with any questions you have. 1-800-TALK-W. It's been more than a year since the pandemic turned healthcare upside down. I'm Jody Lesh. Join me for Ahead in Health where we explore the questions that matter most about the future of healthcare. Listen to Ahead in Health wherever you get your podcasts. 
turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. GY 1-800-825-5949. Stay with me. Two quick minutes. Thanks, folks. Hello and welcome back for the second half of Let's Talk Money. I thank you very much for taking time out of your day and hanging in through the news. Our phone lines are open, 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Anything you want to talk about, folks. We had stocks fall for three straight weeks. Am I nervous? Absolutely not. It comes with the territory. And it's okay that stocks fall. Actually, I expected them to fall a little bit. I just can't tell you when they're going to fall. I can't tell you what they're going to do this week. But I can tell you three years from now, five years from now, you're probably better off in stocks than anywhere else, especially with interest rates being kept at near zero rates through 2023. That's the latest word from the Fed Reserve, Jerome Powell. But today... Our phone lines are open, and I would love to get you pointed in the right direction. Any questions, 1-800-825-5949. Mike in Delmar has been holding patiently. We lost him, and then he came back. Welcome back, Mike. Thanks for taking my call, Stephen. Uh, I guess my question is, my wife and I are retired, and in our taxable account, um, you know, since you can't, really get any um, return on your money. I guess what I was thinking, you know, if you have, you know, some cash aside, keep for a rainy day and other needs, but to put some some money into um, preferred stock fund just to get, I mean, I see they're paying like five and a half. I was just curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, you know, we like preferred stocks. We're actually, we're real close. I think we're going to be order, uh, ordering them, adding them to the portfolios. Um, you know, we we consider I consider preferred stocks an alternative asset. That means that there's a little bit more risk than investing in a bond. But our clients understand that, you know, for instance, our growth and income strategy, probably that and the growth is our most popular strategies where most of our clients assets are are um, invested. So if you have a 60-40 mix, 60% stocks, 40% bonds, alternative assets, and cash, preferreds would go in there. The one we like is P as in Peter, F, F, Peter, Frank, Frank. And it, it, it's a good holding. Um, you know, stocks that, that mostly, you know, you have to remember when you buy a holding like this, most of, most of the, the holdings are going to be either utility-oriented, energy-oriented, or most likely financially-oriented. This gives you about 500 holdings, so you're spreading the risk. The top holdings, the top 10 account, about 13% of the portfolio, Mike. And you're going to have holdings like Broadcom, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, GMAC Capital Trust, Citigroup. You get the idea. Um, you know, so yeah. the top holdings aren't utilities, but it, it's a good holding. It's it's right now, you know, year to date, it's up 1.35%. And, you know, that may not sound like 
a lot, but if you want to be invested in financials, if you were just invested in straight financials, you'd be down about 20% year to date. So that's my take on it. I, I like it. Um, you know, it's, it's a pretty good, pretty good holding. Yeah, I just can't see investing internationally or in, in any bonds, even medium to long term. But I just can't I can't see it because the risk um, of what's going to happen over the next few years. And uh, no, I like I've, I've looked at that fund and I see even J.P. Morgan um, has preferreds. And um, I just think J.P. Morgan is a rock solid company. Um, yeah, I like so. Jamie Dimon. He's he's a great leader. J.P. Morgan's a great financial institution. But as I said, you don't have to bet on one company. Remember, Lehman Brothers, September 14th of 2008 was a AAA rated financial company. And the very next yeah. day it was bankrupt, belly up. So yeah. this is why investors investing in an ETF makes sense. Um, you know, I'm going to sound like an economist here because there's a saying, there's never, ever a one-handed economist. And I hope Marty Shields, who is my in-house economist, is listening. Because they always say, on one hand, it's this. On the other hand, it's that. And, you know, that's why there's never a one-handed economist. But preferreds are, um, are, 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 are a good way to go um, if you want some income. And as I said, I would, I would choose an ETF. Um, you know who knows what's what's going to happen, but the it, it's not a bad holding. Good, good, good. good oh, I appreciate good it. Choice. Hey, Mike. Thank you for calling. Stay healthy. One eight hundred talk WGY. One eight hundred eight two five five nine four nine. Let's go to the other side of the river, Schenectady, where we have Lee. Hello, Lee. Hello. I. Uh... I don't. I do have a stupid question, even though you say there aren't any. Silly, silly, day, silly. Nothing's ever stupid. Uh, well, where are you here? Okay. My last day. My last day of work was March 29th. I've been laid off. I repeatedly tried to get unemployment benefits, and no matter what I try, I'm running against up against a brick wall. They did send me an ATM card, which always has had zero balance on it. And I was, by chance, meeting with a paralegal. She said, come to her lawyer, and for fun and for free, he'd help me get my benefits. Any advice on that? Well, I don't know of too many people that do anything for free unless they really have a good heart of gold and they're they're helping out the community so my heart goes out to you for losing your job lee um but it doesn't sound right that you're not able to collect unemployment especially with the way the the government's been printing money and helping so many people like yourself that are out of work we have right now about 12 13 million folks like you that are out of work and the government knows that so many people are out of work not because of anything that they did or the companies they work for did. They're out of work because of this pandemic, this COVID-19 time capsule that we're in. So it doesn't sound right. But if you have somebody and in, 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 there's no um, hidden you know, agenda, if you have somebody who's willing to help you, my hat goes off to that person. And I would say use them. 
see if they can help you, but it doesn't sound right, Lee. So your question by far is not a silly question. I'm glad you asked it, and hopefully I'm advocating for you to push that further because you need to be you need to be compensated for being out of work, especially during this pandemic. Um, the government's helping a lot of people like you, so keep pushing it. Something doesn't sound right, and you know maybe you know maybe you fell through the cracks. So we need to get somebody to to pull you up and put you in good standing. I hope I hope you have luck in um, getting this straightened out, and I'm hoping that this person helps you. Lee, good luck to you, and believe me, I'm very thankful that you called in. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. You know, helping people like Lee out. You know, I, 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 I'm telling you, my hat goes off to that attorney who, who's taking Lee on, not charging him. I do a lot where I don't, I don't um, charge and and it makes me feel good. I keep saying giving back feels good. Helping out Aishan Davis's family during this tragic time that they're living through. Their 11-year-old innocent, beautiful child drive-by shooting, taking away from them. And and a lot of people said, well, what was an 11-year-old doing out at night, 11 o'clock at night, folks? Aishan's parents were down in New York City. Aishan's grandmother passed away and. His mom and dad were in New York City taking care of the grandmother's affairs, and Aishan was staying with friends. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. This was a good kid. I talked to the superintendent of Lansenburg Schools. This kid was a good kid. Aspirations like there's no tomorrow. He talked his way into getting a job at Jimmy's Pizzeria in Lansenburg. I talked to Tony Buchanan, who's really been a great catalyst for, for bringing awareness to the Davis family. And I'm doing my best to help the Davis family. I told Aishan's mom, I said, when everybody else fades away, and they will fade away, I said, I'm going to continue to check in on you and your family. I'm going to try to help your kids make sure they know that they can do anything they want. I'm taking it upon myself. So, you know, a guy like Lee, who um, unemployed, not getting benefits doesn't sound right and I hope I hope he gets back on his feet. 1-800-TALK-WGY 1-800-825-5949. We have Dan on hold. Dan and Troy. Hello Dan. Good morning, Steve. I've got two questions and I'm I'll just give them to you and then I'll hang up and uh, listen to your answer. First, um what's the difference between a QQQ and a QQQE? And my second question is, if you're recharacterizing a traditional IRA to a Roth, does that count as a minimal distribution? That's a great question. Both great questions, Dan. QQQ is when you buy, when I talk about the NASDAQ composite, there's 3,300 companies that make up the NASDAQ composite. But you can't buy all 3,300. You buy QQQ, which are the top 100 companies. That's the one that's up 25% year-to-date, whereas the NASDAQ composite, the 3,300 companies year-to-date is only up 20%. So those top 100 companies are performing a little bit better than all 3,300 of them. And as I shared with you, when you buy 
QQQ, you know, Microsoft represents 14%, or I'm sorry, Apple represents 14%, Microsoft represents 11%, Amazon 11%. The top 10 holdings represent 56%. Now, QQQE is an equal weighted, and this, I mean, the RYT that I talked about, Dan, in, earlier in the show is all the technology companies that are in the S&P 500 index. QQQE are the te technology companies that are in the NASDAQ Composite Index. There's 104 holdings, so they're equal weighted. So as I just shared with you, Apple in the um, QQQ is 14% of the holding. Apple and every other technology company, these 104 companies, is only about 1, 1.2% of the holdings. So what you're doing is you're spreading, you're spreading your money around and you're not being overweight. The top 10 holdings in this account for 13% of the ETF, whereas in QQQ, the top 10 holdings are 56%. That is a great question. As for your other question, no, when you convert from a traditional IRA and you kind of um, recharacterize it into a Roth, that'll be taxable income to you. The government allows you to do that because they want tax dollars up front. So if you, let's say you convert $10,000, you're gonna pay tax this year on $10,000 of income. No 10% penalty. Why? Because the government is encouraging anybody who will do this so they get their money now rather than wait until you retire years down the road. I love Roth IRAs. Um, not everybody should be converting. You have to ask your tax advisor to see if, if it's right for you to convert. Um, it may or may not be. For those of you that are in a low income tax bracket, don't be putting money into a traditional 401k if you have a Roth 401k available at work or into a traditional IRA. Um, put your money in a Roth IRA because you're in a low tax bracket, which means you're paying very little in taxes. Let that money grow tax deferred. It'll be tax free when you take it out. There's nothing more beautiful in life than sunshine and tax free money. 1 800 Talk WGY. 1 800 825 5949. We have Bill in Boston Lake. Hello, Bill. Hi, Steve. I, I've got a question. I hear you talking about ETFs versus mutual funds because of the uh, you don't pay um, dividend or capital gain on ETFs. Is that true? No. So um, I might have confused you a little. Let me help hopefully straighten it out. ETFs is a pooled investment, exchange-traded funds. We use ETFs, so we manage almost $700 million predominantly in ETFs. Why? Because they're efficient. They have low costs, and we know exactly what we own. They're very transparent. Like my business, is, we are a fiduciary. I am, I'm as transparent as transparent can, can be. So with an ETF, the internal management fees, there's internal management fees in exchange-traded funds, mutual funds, annuities. In an ETF, they're as low as 0.03%. One of our core holdings, 0.03%, our total portfolio 
0.18%. That's 0.18%. The according to Morningstar average mutual fund fee is somewhere around 1.2%. And in annuities, they could be 3% or more. Now you kind of get a feeling of why I don't like annuities. So what I was talking to Josh about at the um, bottom of the hour was, or at the top of the last hour was, if you have a choice of putting dividend paying ETFs or mutual funds or stocks in an IRA type account where you don't pay tax because you're being charged a capital gains or dividend year in, year out on mutual funds. And sometimes you could buy a mutual fund today and tomorrow they can literally issue a capital gains or a dividend. And over the next three months, all investors should be very careful about buying mutual funds. You should ask, when will you be declaring a capital gains or dividend? And if, you, if it's going to be in the near future, you want to hold off these. You could be buying that and be paying a whole lot of money in tax based on those capital gains, even though you didn't hold the mutual fund all that long. So what I was saying to Josh was, put some of those income-producing investments, dividends or interest, in your IRA-like account, and then have like the broad stock market index or the QQQs of the world or the equal weighted in your taxable accounts. In this way, if you really want to be tax efficient, there's no better way of being tax efficient than that. Does that help you? Um, I, guess, I guess I'm still not sure. And let's just talk about taxable accounts only. Am I better off with ETFs because they don't, Declare dividends and capital gains every quarter versus a mutual fund? Nope, because ETFs will declare capital gains and dividends, and sometimes it's once <laughs> a year. Mutual fund is usually more so. So an ETF okay. is like a mutual fund. It's just more efficient. Okay. What you, what you right. want to um, pay attention to are dividend-paying ETFs. Shift those into your IRA whereas non-dividend-paying ETFs are very minimal, let's say, dividends or capital gains, keep those in your taxable account. Hope, hopefully that helps you. Bill, great question. Thank you for calling. Stay healthy. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. You know, how many times am I going to say this summer we have another gorgeous day? Little chilly or maybe you're not going to sit out by the pool you know the water may be warmer than than the air but it's still a gorgeous day when the sun is out and there's no i'm looking outside my window here in historic downtown troy and i don't see a cloud in the sky earlier in the week i was a little freaked out with all the i thought they were clouds but i learned that it was like smoke cover from um, those forest fires in California. Mother Nature, she can be nasty, can't she? I'm telling you, she could be as mean as mean can be. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping she um, settles down. Maybe she needs a good man in her life. Uh, boy, she is just nasty sometimes, what she does around the country and world. And, you know, I, I keep saying, you know, most of the listening audience is, is tuned in around the Capital Region area, upstate New York. That's really the, the biggest tentacles of WGY. But we have a lot of listeners because I have clients in 25 states and overseas, so I know 
there's a lot of listeners around the world that are that are listening to the show through the iHeart app. But I can't say enough about this. This upstate New York, we're we're insulated from so much. It's not a bad place. I talked yesterday about, you know, I think one of the callers was from from Cobleskill and you know, we can hop in our car, and I said it at the beginning of the show. Today's a good day. Grab your family, folks. Hop in the car and take a ride somewhere because it's one of those days. Do something. I'm going to be leaving here, and I'm walking right over to St. Anthony's Church. I'm going to, you know, sneak into Mass. I'll be a few minutes late, but Father always lets me in a little bit late because you have to sign in now with COVID-19 and... Um, and then after that, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. My wife's in a golf tournament, and I hope she wins it. She's a great golfer, a better golfer than I am. Um, so I got I got some free time this morning. Um, you know, I may do some cooking. I may take ride to some of those farm stands that I've been searching out. It's just one of those days. You know, as I said, that that poor little boy who who we lost last week in the drive-by shooting, I, Sean Davis. His family can't take little I, Sean, for a ride today. And that's that's why you always need to make sure you, you pay attention to what's important. And I think COVID-19 has allowed us to spend more time with our family. Now, in some cases, divorce rates are up. Not everybody likes spending time with their loved ones. Um, that's one of the downsides to COVID-19. And some of the kids out there are sick of spending all this time with mom and dad. And we had a gorgeous summer where so many people were able to be outside where it's safe, socially distancing. And I've been taking it very seriously. I wear my mask. I get upset when others don't wear their mask. Um, I'm very careful. I have three grandchildren that, that I'm very sensitive to. And I don't want to get COVID-19 for myself and my own health and for my family's sake and my work family i've been keeping them safe at harm's way they've been working remotely doing a remarkable job working remotely i'm telling you we're signing on new clients every week remotely my team has figured this out the investment in our human capital and we we just added a new associate, which I'll talk more about next week. Um, we're excited and we're looking for another associate, uh, wealth manager who wants to really key in on women and investing. I love helping women out. So many women need help. And I, I think because I lost my mom, she was 31, I was 10 when, when she passed. And that means so much to me to be able to help women with investing. So we're looking for a professional to help in that area. I'm, I'm telling you folks, there's so much to be thankful for. And I'm hoping that, that you take today and kind of make, make it all come together today. Make it a good day. Thank you for tuning in. Go to our website, Boucher.com. Let's hope we have a positive week in the markets. Stay healthy, folks. Come back next Saturday. Bye. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of groundbreaking research, of exceptional health care for kids, of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today 
visit childrensnational.org 150 years. That's childrensnational.org 150 years.